that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. Oh, you know I can't resist. <laughs> that was earlier on today. Actually, prior to heading to church, would you believe? Yes, baby. Um. <clears throat> so, what's happened at church? I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that as well. Um, With regards to... Because remember I said, I don't know what it was. I don't know why this happened in the spirit with all this to do with money in the church. Probably a lot to do with, you know... discernment, vocation, um, and what's right to do, you know, tithing and the right appropriate ways to do it and the symbolism and the links and the connections to different ways of investing in the church as opposed to remember when Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus and actually just threw money into the temple now, I know there's different, you know, um, ways of doing things, but I think that, <clears throat> you know, when you have, like, I suppose it is it, it depends what your calling is, it depends what you have to do. So what's happened is, after having a discussion, um, and just me saying that, you know, like, I don't know why, because I feel comfortable, um, although I can be a bit funny overall, I don't have any anxiety to do with it overall, or whatever and I do feel comfortable but in general but with regards to that in church at that time during mass I don't know it just doesn't there's just something that doesn't feel right at that time about that and it makes me feel sick and I expressed it I talked about it and um let me see what's really appropriate to be talking about here and like adding to this but it was acknowledged and understood and I was actually questioned if I thought about becoming a nun at that point not long after all this um anyway I already in many ways live a lot like that aside from some eye makeup <laughs> things like that um but yeah and if for me it comes with ease, so I don't feel like I need to be in the same type of setup. Like it's, do you know what I mean? I'm not venting, I don't need to vent anything. So in the same way, I'm like, I'm already venting it here. And I think that that's my calling. Um, let's see. Hmm. Um. No, I don't feel it's... <clears throat> it's right to share at this time all that was said in that conversation but um it was shared we will see and uh just kind of like be considering pondering and praying about it overall for the next wee while so that's the feedback on that um today's actual liturgical message um is you know let me see. 
one that is fairly different to to what was actually um, spoken of and what you will hear in this particular broadcast. Um, in many ways. This, although everything is about healing, everything is about coming into more fullness and unity, so it still is connected, but just not as obviously connected. So you'd have to kind of like look for some of the links. <clears throat> I suppose to this first part, even talking about the, you know, the investing part in the church as well, the Sam, the responsorial Sam would certainly help with that too. Okay, yeah, let's have a look. So a lot of the First Testament was um, looked at here and read for Deuteronomy. I suppose the Good Samaritan and the talking of, you know, helping people and how, you know, Jesus came and when we actually think of, you know, the fact that in what you're about to hear, which is drawn in the Holy Spirit to look at another particular piece of scripture talking about the troubling of the water and how people would go there for healing but there was this one man that had been waiting there for years to be healed and every time he made attempts like there was no one there to take him over and other people would run in in front of him um, and so that links really quite well to the very last reading the gospel reading today from Luke talking about you know how we actually go about considering others but there is also this in that because I used to kind of think like that a lot you know I'd put other people before me would do this and I'd do that but there was other ways that I had as well about healing that were very much like well just the way that Jesus would do it the way that you'd hear sometimes it seems like it's it is a different kind of love. Like it's like very commanding and demanding, or what some might say like tough love when he's just like get up and take up your bed and walk. Simple as that. Some people might think, oh, that's like you know what I mean. That's something else. That's just like you know. So I mean, a lot of my kind of things would be like you know, my type of ways would be like that. 
and it is, it's all about faith. And um, when we think about these people that would have gone in before them, you know, some might say, <laughs> I'm wanting to break out into song there already, but no, um, I'm going to have to break out into song every time this happens. See these different connections I get to songs and lyrics? Right. <clears throat> Some might say that those people should have helped that man. That would have been a neighbourly thing to do instead of running ahead in front of him. But others might say, well, they were giving him a push, a motivation, if you like, to consider how other people did that so that maybe perhaps by their dedication or by their own motivation that he might witness that or understand of it and try to do the same and so everything is created by God as it's talking about here also in the scriptures today that even these situations although perhaps the heart posture that situation of that man looking for that help and um, those other people were given opportunities so even that situation was a situation for their healing perhaps in terms of the heart posture like would they do it would they help him would they be able to with these different various opportunities to do so presented to them how would they do that what would be going on inside their heart is really what's more important and more of an accurate place to start what were the reasons for doing that where are they doing it thinking, well, he is going to um, do this one day if I do it? Or um, did they not even notice him anyway? Did they feel too shy? What was it that's going on? So there are many different, you know, ways of looking at it. And it depends what the reality is between the relationship with them and God. Not just what other people might think of how neighbourly they appear to be or not. And um, hmm. and that's how you can say some people, even although they're not sinning, they're sinning or they look like they are towards others if they project that towards them, whereas they're not at all. You know what I mean? Like they may have been doing it for a good reason or they may not have no intent or may have not had any awareness of the person sitting there. So again, it's like, the heart posture, the truth of the matter between them and God and their awareness, their wisdom level, their intent. But yeah, some might say, some might say that if they did recognise he was sitting there, they could have taken that opportunity to try and help him out. But again, it just points to the requirement if they were feeling that way, that somehow they couldn't do that or they didn't do it. Um, that there's still further healing to go for people like that not just healing of their physical selves but healing in a different manner as well spiritually, mentally, perhaps emotionally, interpersonally oh Lord God almighty so justify my mm, 
my eyes were drawn to the word justify. So I'm not sure I'm supposed who I'm supposed to oh justify the half dead. <laughs> Just coming to it. Right. Um Right, okay. So for example, let's just see if a person is going, they know that they need to be healed. All they have in their particular knowledge or capability of understanding at that point in time is they are half dead. <laughs> They're going through something that's really difficult. They're not always going to be able then therefore to just see beyond their own situation sometimes, right? So, in the depths of despair that they could be feeling being half dead or going through a really difficult time, whatever it is that they need healing for, their focal point is to fill their own cup or for their own cup of healing to be filled first so that they then may be able to do something to help others. Now, some might then say, well, okay, so they went into the water after it was troubled, what about the fact that they're then healed? And so therefore, once they were healed, why did they not then go over to the man and then go and try and help him in? Well, if you had just been healed and you had been suffering from something for so long and then all of a sudden... It's just automatically been healed. Would you believe it straight away? Or would you still be in the midst of healing and accepting the healing after that experience? And if you had accepted that healing after that experience, would you not be rather shocked? Not dismayed, but shocked? And perhaps almost like a light... You know, you can imagine like being healed. It's like a huge, giant light of of energy, of something miraculous happening where the rest of your environment almost seems to blur or fade into the background because the material world is nothing in comparison to the spirituality and the fact that a miracle has just happened from the invisible. So all of a sudden who was once half dead, now fully alive and holistic, maybe doesn't necessarily see the realm of those also who were or who are still in that space of half dead or as we say needing healing, something like that. Because they're not going to be showing up in the same way. Perhaps you don't even see them in that light with such an elevated level of healing you perhaps see them in a new light as well. So your entire body, spiritually, emotionally, physically, may not anticipate or, or experience the same the way that it once had, may not perceive the same the way that it once did about things. So one person, half dead, may look at something in a different light this is someone who has just been healed. Again, the perception 
is elevated and changed and they are no longer recognising things in the same way or perceiving things perhaps in the same way as those others. They may not even recognise that there is a situation of them needing healing. It could be that um, dramatic, a shift in stance and understanding. You know when you feel joyous, it's like everything's joyful. Like that person sitting there no longer just, to you may no longer just be sitting there because it's so terrible. Um, or they're needing healing or they're not healed. They're just sitting there because they're resting or relaxing. You do not see it in the same way. Your elevated stance, you have hope in and through yourself and you have hope running in and through you for the possibilities for other people. All of a sudden, to someone not seeing that, but looking at you, it can seem sinful to them because they're looking at you with a sinful mind, with a half-dead mind, thinking how can they just walk around so happy when such and such is sitting there needing healing. You don't see it in that light though. You're walking around healed, elevated, joyful with all the joys of Christ. You do not see it in the same way. You see, you're not sinning. You're walking your life in Christ. Someone else perceiving you as actually as sinning is perhaps the one that's sinning. Now, it's not always that way. Sometimes people really might be sinning. But I'm just giving you a different stance and a different way to look at it and understanding the neighbour who you might think is being a certain way when it may not actually be that way at all. It's to do with you and your individual relationship with God. Now, some of us have the power of per- um, not per- just perception discernment and through the Holy Spirit we can gain further knowledge and things that maybe others wouldn't. But it's talking here about reaching out over um, across the various different religions as well and things and stuff. And now, I had always done that before. I never like, understood any difference. Um, but, you know, I have been brought in the spirit in more recent times to talk about the neighbours in Christ and the difference or the divergence in those um, not... And that's more of a recent thing. I never, ever thought so much about these things before at all. So I've gone a lot of my life not doing that. But it still exists. It definitely does. Although we've preached that today and it is true overall. Still, there is a sub-level of where there are definitely neighbours in Christ. And general neighbourship. So it is important to hold these facts, which seem ambiguous, but yet they are true, to be able to hold them as a sign of wisdom and to know them, to understand them and to be okay with them. It is important because it's the truth and it is the way that it is and it is the way that it's also um, given in the Holy Spirit and God does this all the time in terms of both bringing together and separating apart and um, also, what do you call it? Um, setting apart as well. That is just the norm. That is just the norm. But overall, yes, 
we want to understand overall neighbourship. We want to also understand, in which I have always understood prior to this, but we do also want to understand the, as I said, that sense of ambiguity, to be able to hold it and be okay with it. Now, that's that. You can go and you can listen to um, the rest of this particular um, broadcast and you can go and listen if you like to today's mass as well and see what's going on with all of it hmm. here's one question which goes through my mind now that I didn't think of before it's a new level of wisdom and things and before I even was commanded to by literal scripture I was already living in a life so this is when someone's asking me about you know like when was I drawn into the church like you know like I've never felt separate from God ever or the church like I've always felt a connection um no matter where I am, it's called like the worship in the spirit, it's like the true worship, the true, um, but it's like this, you know, today is like, oh well, you know, treat your neighbour as you would yourself, and I always used to live that way, I would always treat others the way that I would want to be treated, but then I learned something, that, yeah, even although I saw like no boundaries with regards to religion or anything like that, then I learned, and I learned that not everybody understands or believes in God. I understood that I really understood some things that others maybe didn't. And so it became obvious that it was going to be more difficult, or that there was more to it than the simplicity of just simply loving others as we would love ourselves. Like not everybody has the same, some people say the same love language and I mean in the innocent way not romantic but you know what I mean it's the same with regards to life like not everybody's going through the same thing as I talk about later on with this um broadcast in the next little while um you'll hear next week and not everybody's called to the same unique role right not everybody's called to be a deaconess for example some people are called to be a wife, some people are called to be a single consecrated person, some people are, you know, called to be a priest, some people are called to, oh, I mean, to be a deacon, there are so many different, you know, a medical doctor or, you know, so many different roles. And because of not just the roles, but the personalities, the individual experiences, we cannot just say, okay, I'm going to treat them as if they were me because have you ever recognized that there's people out there doing things that you wouldn't do so how's your reaction going to be well I'm going to treat them the way that I would want to be treated because you've then got to turn it into this new perspective like would I like that but the the thing is have you gone to the next level in this I know this is challenging God but that's my duty to challenge these things. 
because we have to have wisdom and we can't just reject it. Have we considered then therefore that we weren't the person that behaved and are still not the people that behave the way that they do? So what when it comes to a response or something like that? You can't say treat them the way that we would want to be treated because we can, we have to base it on the fact that they're doing things that we're not doing. So you then have to say, well, you couldn't put yourself in that position to be in their position because you would never do what they're doing. You wouldn't be who they are or what they think, what they do. So you therefore are out of complete reality with regards to that of treating them how you would wish to be treated because you can't put yourself in that perspective of well hang on a second because then you'd have to say well no but how do I want to be treated if I did that right so then it makes it even tougher because well I wouldn't do that in the first place so how can I even put myself in that position (laughs) it's just you know what I mean you've got to consider these things Who's ever considered that? Do you ever think about that? Because hmm? these are the things that I think about as well now, whereas before it was very simplified. It's like, oh, no, I wouldn't like that. No, but you're not them. You're not doing those things, so your response cannot necessarily be the same. It has to be more focused on a God center rather than, oh, how would... Do you know what I mean? Oh, I would like marshmallows and chocolate and whipped cream (laughs) somebody else might not want that that might be uh do you know what i mean i know this sounds very like material but you know what i'm just giving an example the other person might not like that that might be their worst nightmare or you know what i mean like if they're doing something and they need to be pulled out of what they're doing if they're in a sin they need to be pulled out of that and you're like not looking at it from the perspective of, of sinning, but um, and how to respond to that. But how would I want to be um, treated just for being me and I'm not doing that sin, right? You can't look at it because it's a totally different situation. Oh, I would like to be just, you know, um, I love peace, tranquility and quietness and a sense of relaxation. I'd love that. But someone else... It's not doing what I'm doing. They're in a deep sin, let's say. They're on some sort of thing like they're doing medication, drugs or whatever. You cannot base that on how would you like to be treated as in who you are if you don't do that and you're not sinning or you're not doing anything against yourself like that. You've got to say no. What does God say? Because in this situation it's calling for a different set of circumstances. I can no longer just behave the way that I um, would want to be treated oh with tranquility and be let them get on with it are you joking no so it calls for something else it's not just how we ourselves would like to be treated you see where i'm coming from now right so yes overall this makes sense but you can see the nuanced points that i'm making here 2020 the vision so we've kind of got to look a little bit more carefully beyond these things as well be a little bit more clever and wise 
but it's all in the simplicity. I know it's a funny, ambiguous way of talking about it, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? Let's just bear that in mind. Right, so let's move on to this part of today's message. Now, this is why I say come back on the day, because this is now 2022 by the time I'm setting this part of the recording for today. Welcome to Love Lighthouse podcast and the broadcast for today. Thankfully, I have a lot of grace for the way in which I'm actually broadcasting this. <laughs> because it is Saturday the 9th that I'm broadcasting this on. And, you know, I'm doing this for Sunday the 10th of July, 2022. Okay. Let's see what's coming up for today. Four, I get that we're going to be looking at four. I'm opening up the Bible lesson like I haven't even opened it yet. Oh my gosh. Oh no, two pages have gone past. And my, okay, I can't get past this page. Okay. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Oh. Oh, well, this is really good because this ties in with a lot of the topics that we have been talking about, about healing. Mm. And if you have yet to hear about this one um, on Elvis, go ahead and um, and listen to it when you're ready. Um, it's about Elvis, you know, like life now, and also the movie as well, the new movie that's out. Um. And I do a lot of different discussion on there. I do discussions about his character and um, similarities that I've noticed. Um, things that I just, you know, have come up. And I've just realised through now going back to look at videos about a lot of similarities. Which is interesting. And then complete opposites, like aversions to things and... I talk all about that in terms of like methods of healing. Um, so you get to hear all about that there. I do give a bit of advice as well, just to make sure people are staying healthy and not getting too bogged down with just the medical side of things as um, Elvis eventually did, which, you know, if what's been reported is true, oh my goodness, that type of intervention is inordinate and huge. Um, it's just something else. So I talk um, about my aversion to things like that and then different tactics and things that you can do to keep healthy. Okay, so it's good for people that, that like health and fitness as well, actually. Really good. Oh my gosh, I just closed that over. It was about the troubling of the waters. That's what it was and the angels that do that. So I'm just going to see if I can find that on here. Um, thankfully, I read it before I closed there. That's it. So it was number four from, and it turns out to be John chapter five. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole 
of whatsoever disease he had. And we hear some links to this kind of situation from, I think, I believe is at Lourdes as well, that kind of thing. But anyway, so... Let's see what happens after this verse. Okay, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Ah, there we go. So there can be many different ideas that humans have. Um many different things that may even have been proven to work but there's nothing more powerful than Jesus Christ glory to God oh my goodness um, again I would say you know have balance don't let that mean that you you know you just say no to different kind of techniques and things but I think this must be for someone listening out there who is maybe putting an overemphasis on the I can't because and the I can't because and that it's like a lot of work or like even the word trouble, the troubling of the water and the fact that they have to wait for some angel to come and do this at a certain season and all the rest and all this effort. And, and you get the idea where with humans it's about effort or they feel that it's about effort or it's more difficult than it really is. And here... When he just listened and took the steps that Jesus gave to me, I literally just told him to, to pick up his bed and walk. And that was it. That was the end of everything upon that command. So following the command, and that was it. Listening to the Holy Spirit and doing, and that was it. Hmm... I'm going to read this one as well. After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. That was the first one, okay. No, sorry, that was the first one from five... So I started at four and there was one. Ah, okay. So this is what we should hear after the last one that I've read. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. And this is really interesting because... This is the seventh month by our calendar, but not by the Jewish calendar, for example. Um, yeah. 
So a lot of the things that we would celebrate now are going to be celebrated actually in October. Which is an interesting time. But if this had been noted and we had acted upon this in the Jewish calendar as if this was actually indeed that seventh month, which is to us on this calendar, being that this is July. I don't know when you listen to this, but this is July. And so this particular day, which is the ninth, was actually supposed to be an even bigger day of rest. You're not allowed to do anything. <laughs> so you could imagine that not only is this man being healed in such a way after all those years, but also on a Sabbath day when they really were held back even more. Hmm. I'm looking up to something I've written on the wall. I've got one, two, three notes of scripture. And I was thinking about, you know, this has given me a picture of being set free kind of thing. You know, you think about Peter and change and then change and then set free. Okay. So St. Paul sets free. And I see up here. Hmm. The word field. And it's what my eyes just locked into from there. So perhaps there's a bigger message in there. And then it went up to fit. Mm -hmm. mm. And then afterwards, the war. Right. Very interesting indeed. He answered them. He that made me, oh, wait a minute, I have to go back to this bit. Oh, yeah. He answered them, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, what man is that which said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed was not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So really important as well, like if you're around people that are non-believers, unbelievers, people that are really held back, perhaps even aspergic blank or um, the word primitive came to mind, I don't know why primitive um god bless especially people with asperger's you know but um so that's tough but primitive has nothing to do with people with asperger's that's entirely different people with asperger's would be extremely clever um but yeah primitive came to mind so people that are primitive as well you got to be careful because um You know, this is the thing, especially with people that you don't know that have as Aspergers, but they do. They can. They are extremely clever and intelligent, 
and they can be very logical and because of the power of the knowledge that they have which can be inordinate as well and expansive they can even convince themselves of certain things and even convince themselves of their their limits because their mind hasn't yet got to a certain place to comprehend that level of wisdom which is beyond the human brain or some humans brains um and so therefore if they can't see it they can't cope or understand that and may try to limit you as well you need to be really careful um around yeah sharing i suppose your healing with people like that um i certainly know what i went through as well it was really i actually yeah i could talk about it again like i had to have an intervention of God, like a divine intervention. Um, my family, my mum couldn't understand. Uh, just not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I'm not saying any more about that. You have to be really, really careful with non-believers. When you get healed and that's the thing so Jesus obviously conveyed himself away so here we can understand that this guy's been healed there's no evidence of why so it might also seem chaotic and um, quite shocking for people and without the evidence of being able to see and witness how it happened or to see Jesus people really cannot comprehend or understand this whatsoever. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God.